As we concentrate that the gifts of the Holy Spirit might function are what the secularist might speak of as the paranormal, let us believe. Let us believe. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. I have it here. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Go into the light. Here's Johnny. Please, God. This is God. You still wake up sometimes, don't you? Wake up in the dark. Okay, now we're recording. Hi everyone. Hello. This is Hauntings and Homicide. Hi, I'm Selena. I am terrified of everything and I sleep with a nightlight. I'm Heather, and I haven't slept in years. Which is true. It's fucking true. So, do you want to go first? Um, I guess we should talk about what our theme is. We decided to do famous metaphysical frauds. Mm-hmm. So, I'm talking about Miss Cleo, which I'm pretty sure everyone remembers if you were a 90s child because it was one of the bigger infomercials. Tarot cards can inspire you to unleash your emotion and live a healthier life. I filed for divorce, but I stopped it. Betty. Yes? Oh, baby, look. There has been an issue. Now, did you get confirmation from him? Did he finally admit to the infidelity? He's got a woman living with him, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still love him. And we've been together nine years. Betty. Yeah? Why would you chase after a man that is living in a house with another woman? At the end of all of this sweetness, there is, there is a death card, which means that there is an end to all of this, honey. Is there? Yeah, baby. You don't see her leaving? No, man. The Two of Cups is there for them. So I'm just saying to you, while you love him, don't continue to invite the heartache, sweetie. It is time to move on. All right, Betty? Yeah. Start your spiritual journey with a free tarot card reading. Miss Cleo, basically, she was a psychic. You would call. She would give you a free reading. That was her way of getting you in wasn't it like you get the first 10 minutes free or like five minutes free or something and then you had to pay per minute yeah it was like 4.99 per minute yeah but we're gonna start at the beginning miss cleo whose real name was yuri del harris was born on august 12th 1962 which makes her leo oh fucking course which (laughs) leo's characteristically are very dramatic they're very like they're, they're kind of showboaty yes thank you i was like they're they're very like theatrical mm-hmm. so they like the spotlight yeah they like attention they like to be the center of attention so i feel like that's very fitting yeah anyways as a child she was raised in a catholic caribbean house and attended an all-girls boarding school She was married at 19, gave birth to her first daughter, and was divorced by 21. She then had another daughter in her late 20s. Um, In 1996, her and her partner opened up a theatrical production company in Seattle, Washington. Here she produced several plays that she wrote. So yeah, puzzle pieces are coming together. She's an actress. She's an actress. Mm -hmm. She was smart. I mean, hello. 
That theatrical background is going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. So her last project was in 1997. It was called the Supper Club Cafe. And it was not successful at all. Someone said she left town with the trail of debts and broken promises. Ooh, which kills me because, honestly, my favorite thing about doing research are always the quotes that people say. Because I'm like, they're so dramatic and, like, just so over the top. That's always actually one of my favorite parts of research. <clears throat> so her cast and crew claimed that they never got paid. And she told them that she had bone cancer and her medical bills would make it hard for her to pay them. She did write each actor and crew member a letter telling them how much she owed them and she would get to them eventually. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at least it was like a handwritten letter. So she was like, hey, I'm not going to pay you guys, but at least I'm taking the time to tell you that I'm not going to pay you. How nice. Right? Uh, nice little touch. It's almost worse. Right? Like, yeah. You're acknowledging that you owe me X amount of dollars, but also you're not going to pay me X amount of dollars. It's sad. Um, so now we're in the late 90s, and Miss Cleo is working for Psychic Readers Network under the name of Miss Cleo. She claimed she was a mystical shaman from Jamaica. Uh-huh. Born in Trelawney, Jamaica, and she said that she grew up there. Okay. Which is much bullshit, but anyways. Um, so the network would send unsolicited emails stating that Miss Cleo has been authorized to issue you a special tarot reading and that it is vital you call her immediately. Oh. Remember back in the high life of emails, you'd get the chain mails, blah, 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 blah. Miss Cleo would constantly say that the cards never lie. And she would use comforting words to get closer to her clients by calling them darling, baby, or honey. I know for me, if I'm talking to someone that's older than me and I'm getting advice for them, like, whenever someone calls me, like, honey or, like, baby, it, like, it is oh, yeah. so comforting. I'm I'd, like, I'd fall for oh. that shit. Or especially, like, in Hispanic culture, like, if someone calls me mija, I'm like, oh, you love me. <laughs> okay. Sure, I'll believe anything you say. Like, it's so stupid how that, Sure, like, I'll works. give you $1,000 you know? <laughs> so you can lift a curse off of me. <laughs> It's so sad, but it works. So once those emails started to come out, there were actually some charges of deceptive advertising and fraud that began to surface around the network. So writing was on the wall that this shit wasn't real. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently calls were answered by her associates who were actors reading from a script. And those free calls, guess what? They weren't free. Oh, my God. Right? Um, in 2002, the Federal Trade Commission charged the company's owners, so the Psychic Network Rating Company, and Miss Cleo's promoters with deceptive advertising, billing, and collection practices. All of this was coming out, but Miss Cleo was not indicted whatsoever, which doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. How do you not? I guess because, oh, whatever. Um... So, want to know what's crazy? Yeah. Keep in mind, this is still back in 2002, so it's not terribly long ago, but 17 years ago. Oh, my God. Shit. Ugh. That sounds fucking crazy. Anyways, the network had actually earned over a million dollars from sure. those calls. Do you know what's sad is that that's all money from people who just needed, who just wanted help. Yeah. Like, who felt... In your desperate hour, desperate. like, you need some kind of sign. Yeah. That's a million dollars worth of, like, sadness. A billion. <laughs> a billion? A billion. Oh, no. Oh, a no. billion. A billion. 
That's dollars. fucking crazy. That's sadness. The network and the FTC eventually made a deal where the network would erase $500 million of the debt owed by its victims. So not completely, not completely erase their debt, but just cut it in half, which still... That's still not good enough. That's shitty. Yeah. Like, super shitty. And then the network would pay fines of up to $5 million to the FTC. Should have been all of it. Should have taken all of it. Because I feel like that's still a ton of money that they pocketed. Yeah. But, all right, whatever. I don't know how all that legal shit works. Um, But anyways, when all of this was coming out, court documents showed that Miss Cleo was, in fact, not Miss Cleo. And she wasn't Jamaican. And she was born in L.A. So, she was all fake. And... It kind of makes me happy. Like I said, I love a good quote and I love shit that comes out. But J. Howard Beals, the third, who was then the director of the FTC, shaded Miss Cleo in the network by saying, you don't need a crystal ball to know that the FTC will continue to stop unfair, deceptive trade practices. Ooh, right. That's like that's like a law and order burn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So even though it came out that Miss Cleo wasn't who she said she was, and all of this was kind of a big money scheme, yes, she was the face of the company, and people did put a lot of blame on her, but she was kind of still fine afterwards. Right. She even maintained a career. She did some voiceover acting. She was in one of the Grand Theft Auto games where, funny enough, she played a psychic. Come in, my dear, and rest your soul. You must be the big bad man my granddaddy been chatting about. And what kills what me? What range she has? <laughs> what kills me is that she was in a cinnamon toast crunch commercial. Oh my as god! Cleo. What? I go on, babies. Miss Cleo is back. No, do you have silverware, sweet pea? Oh my god, I do. I sent you up something other than a knife and a fork. I have a spoon. How did you know? Now I have a vision that you are going to take that spoon and scoop up a bite of French Toast Crunch. Oh, cinnamon and maple syrupy. I can't believe you see all that. French Toast Crunch is back and I predict you'll love it. Eat it now. Uh, 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 You just broke my brain. It happened. So she actually, I think she would have kept the Miss Cleo thing going, but the psychic... What was the stupid network called? The Psychic Something Something like, Network? Bullshit Psychics. <laughs> they put a stop to it because they claimed that they own the rights to the personality of Miss Cleo. Mm-hmm. So she cannot use the like likeliness. Likeness. Or likeness, mm-hmm. thank you. And blah, blah, blah. They put a stop to it. But had they not, I think she would have just kept it going. Fuck yeah, she didn't care. She'd been scamming people her whole life. Who cares? She doesn't care. Let's make some money off of it. Exactly. So, Yeah crazy now she still maintains that not all of it was fake um she may not have been born in jamaica but she was born to jamaican parents but her accent was fake her parents were born in the u.s they might have been like caribbean but like not like her parents were like first gen kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i feel like she's just trying to go with it and stretch it Mm -hmm. um she still maintains that she had an accent. No. No, you didn't. Your accent was horrible. And the fact that, like... She's probably, like, an offensive caricature of Jamaican people. Which... 
I was um I was reading or I was watching a little clip on YouTube about it. Like someone had to like done like an expose on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was reading all the comments and they're like, yeah, all of us like West Indies people were like, nah, that shit's not real at all. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if you look at like Middle America, they're like, oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah, they don't know any better, no, <laughs> sure. Or it's all black people good. have that accent, right? All of them, all of it. <clears throat> so she's saying that she may not have been psychic, but she did come from a family of Obeha, Obeya, Obeha, which is a spiritual and healing practice popular amongst Caribbean people. Um, she said that it was similar to voodoo, and that's why she didn't, the network didn't want her to say that because if you said voodoo to middle America, they'd be like, what the? The fuck? devil? <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna call the devil on the hotline. So. 1-800-SATAN! <laughs> so, she says that she had, but that doesn't even, whatever. <sighs> A spade is a spade. You weren't a psychic. Get it's over. like, I may not be psychic, but I'm spiritual, so it's one and the same. Like, Just end of sentence. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? It's like, that'd be like if I'm grooming dogs, I'd be like, I may not know how to groom dogs, but... <laughs> Here I am with my kids. I <laughs> own a pair of scissors. It's like, that. Not, that's not good. So, unfortunately, Miss <clears throat> Cleo did it um, um, getting colon cancer, and she did die the age of 53 on July 26th of 2016, which I fucking don't even remember it being a thing. I I did hear about her dying, um, but what's interesting about that is that she lied about having cancer and then she died of cancer. So... More of the story, karma will come get you. Don't lie. This is what happens when you fuck around and promise people things that you can't deliver. Yeah. Circling back. You will get cancer and die. Yep. Karma. Yep. So, I think it's a super, it's poetic justice, you know? Like, Well, I mean, we don't wish death upon anybody, but don't fuck with people. Especially, I mean, like we said, you know they were calling because they were so yes, desperate. These are the people that I talk to all the time, and they're usually... Like, in tears, yeah. like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And usually what people end up getting from me is a life coaching session. I feel like more so they just want to feel like it's okay to feel what they're feeling. Like, And they just need someone to give them some kind of advice. Yeah. And they need something to hold on to. What was hilarious was then watching clips of her give her readings. So she was on Maury one day, and <laughs> some girl was all, I need help knowing who my baby daddy is or something oh like that. God. And <laughs> she was all, the one that treats you bad, that one. And he's sleeping with another girl, and she's like, yeah, that's so true. The fuck? That's, the that's every man. That's fucking statement. <laughs> And you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was just stupid. Yeah. If you have the time, go. It's so funny because what, she started this in the late 90s. So I was like, depending on when it was, I think it was like 98 or 99. I was like seven or eight. So looking back on it, when you're just like a child, you're like, oh my God. 
She does tell the future. She knows everything. And then when you watch clips on YouTube, you're like, what the fuck? How did anyone believe that? And, like, a lot of people bought her shit. Of course. So. And then who I wish I would have gone into, I forget her name now, but she she was, like, a liaison to, like, like FBI or police departments or whatever, and she would help find people, like, if they were lost, and then it turned out that she didn't have that ability, and she was just... What? You're lying. I forget what her name was, though. Because she would, she would be on, like, CNN or, like... I forgot her name is. But don't. Those people are the worst. Because well, these was, are people that are dealing with, like, their missing kids. Well, and, yeah, like, one of them, her... I forget what her name... I'll have to look it up. But she was helping out this family who their son was missing, and she goes... He's dead. And then he was found three days Go later. Go fuck yourself, lady. Oh, I think that was the other thing. Miss Cleo predicted that someone had gotten shot or something like that, and, like, it didn't happen, and it was all bad. That's what's... Okay, that's what boggles my mind when it comes to people like this. It's like, they're making these wild, like, predictions. Like, so far he off. was shot. Like, dude, you just shot yourself in the foot. Because that's probably not true. And so sad. If you're gonna scam people, you'd think you'd want to keep it more broad. Yeah. Okay. So my topic is the Fox sisters. Now, the Fox family. Basically, there was the parents. You know, kids usually come from parents. That's how it works. Um, so. Uh, Papa Fox and Mama Fox. Papa Fox loved to drink. So they had some kids and Mama Fox was not cool with how much Papa Fox was drinking. So she was like, I'm out. So they split up for a while. Didn't everyone drink a lot back then? Apparently this was so bad that they had to split up. And this is 1840-something. I was gonna say, I'm all... Didn't everybody just fucking drink? Yeah. Like, day and night? But if... If it was so bad that she felt like she had to leave him, Especially like, with then. her kids, you don't it do must that. have been fucked up. Anyway, he must have been, like, peeing in the corner thinking it was a toilet, like, um. all the time, you know? Anyway, so, they split up for a while. and But then they got back together, and then they had a second batch of children. So, there was batch one and batch two. I told my mom this, and she goes, Ew. <laughs> How many ba- how many children are in a batch? What's I don't the- <laughs> a litter. <laughs> the foxes are they having litter. dozens of children, like a half a dozen, like a baker's dozen, they a half had a dozen, a bunch of children. Okay. 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 Anyway, so the younger the the fox sisters were in batch two. Mm, got just it. Just so you know. So in eighteen forty eight, the fox family moved into a house that rumor had it was haunted AF. At first, it seemed that this was nonsense, but a couple months after moving in, a bunch of creepy shit started happening, like hearing ghostly footsteps, knocking on walls, furniture being inexplicably moved around. And one night, the youngest of the three fox daughters began to speak to the spirit of the house, addressing it as Mr. Splitfoot. And do you know whose nickname is Mr. Splitfoot? Who? It's our old pal, Satan. Oh, so, yeah, I can think of, like, cloven hooves. Oh, that makes split sense. Foot. What, what fucking kid is, like, talking to Satan? Like, please stop that. Um, I mean, mm, there's a whole movie about it. Right? What's his name? Damon? He's 
child of Damien. Damien. Yeah. You need the child of Satan? He's probably talking to his dad. God. Not the omen. Okay. So, Catherine Fox, who was 10 years old this time, she was the youngest, um, along with her sister Margareta, she was 14, they petitioned the spirit to answer their questions, um, asking it to knock one time for yes and twice for no. And they were asking it questions like, did you die in this house? Were you murdered? Is your killer still alive today? Um, she also had it tap out the different ages of the three sisters, which it did, and correctly, which probably was a lot of knocking. Um, the girls continued to speak to the spirit over the next few days, and pretty soon neighbors were coming over to witness the phenomenon, and then strangers from far and wide as well, like both skeptics and believers. Like, so there are people who were like, oh my god, there's a ghost over there, I totally want to see it. And mm-hmm. there's other people like, that's bullshit, I'm going to prove it. But they couldn't prove it. So, things got even stranger when the two younger girls went to go live with other people. Um, Catherine went to live with her older sister, Leah. So, I guess she was old enough to be out of the house. She was married. And Margareta to their brother, David's. But the spirit followed them. Oh. Um, Soon, the sisters had made enough commotion that they held a public seance at the Corinthian Hall in Rochester, New York, and charged admission for it. So, starting to make that. Mm Mm-hmm. And this was the very first example of spiritualism held before a paying public and the birth of the spiritualism movement that was about to explode in the 1800s. These seances would include the sisters asking the spirits a question and receiving knocking or rapping sounds in response, just as they had done at their childhood home. These performances became extremely popular and attracted some very famous attendees such as George Bancroft and Sojourner Friggin Truth. What the fuck? So basically what happened next was these girls were traveling from city to city and they're still really young but now they're unsupervised. Like their parents were not around. That's what I'm like. You said she was 10, right? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So I th- I think this this was going on for like several years. This Okay, so let's say now she's in her early 20s. I think more like the 10-year-old is probably in her teens. Like 16-ish? Maybe. So they were, like... I mean, also back then you should have had a child by, like, 16, so she's an adult. Right. Um, They were kind of like the rock stars of their time. So, like, this was as big of a celebrity you could really be in 1850 Mm -hmm. or whenever. And now these girls started drinking. All the fucking time. Um, oh, partying super hard. Probably throwing TVs out of windows. Sleeping with John Mayer. The whole nine yards. Anyway. Margareta, a.k.a. Maggie, fell madly in love with this dude named Elisha Kent Kane. Which super sounds like a comic book character. It does. Elisha wasn't super stoked about Maggie's spiritualism stuff and tried really hard to get her to knock it off, but she was bringing in some major coinage with this gig, so she was kind of doing her best to keep her feet in both doors. Why would she fall in love with someone that doesn't? Okay. Oops. I don't know. Yeah, super fly beard? I have no idea. Um, Elisha was pretty sure that the whole seance medium stuff was bullshit, but he also couldn't help but love her anyway. So the whole thing was kind of a mess. You love who you love, I guess. Yeah. He apparently thought he could fix her and even moved her into his family home. Sounds in... like a man. Yeah, sure does. 
He he moved her in with with his family in hopes that she would learn how to be a cultured, well-read, logically thinking lady. In other words, she wasn't fit to be his wife yet, but he thought maybe he could like flip her like a house, you know, flip this woman. It was like, do you remember Charm School on VH1 where they try to take these like ratchet girls from like uh, Flavor of Love or uh, what was the other one? Flavor of Love and then the Brett Michaels one. Oh God, Rock of Love? Rock of Love. And they would like try to take them from ratchet to like housewife. (laughs) Did it work? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, So Elisha did end up marrying her, but he died pretty shortly afterwards. And then... After he'd kicked the bucket, Maggie converted to Catholicism. Oh. And you kind of have to imagine, like, Maggie being a medium would be getting messages from Elisha beyond the grave. Like, bitch, are you serious? All that work I put in and now you convert? That is true. What the fuck? Or maybe, who knows? That's interesting. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what the hell? I'm dead now. I don't give a fuck what you do now. But he does because he's talking to her. You don't know. Well, I made that up. You don't know, though. <laughs> okay. Yes, maybe my bullshit is true. You're I right. I mean, their bullshit was not true. Uh, right. So, was she really a medium? We'll have to wait and see. Regardless, she vowed to give up spiritualism forever. Okay. Basically, Elisha was the guy that one of the members starts dating and breaks up the band. Um, she also started drinking more than ever. Um, because Catholicism and drinking go hand in hand. Don't they, though? You are drinking the blood of Christ, so. Exactly. They make you drink in church. Maybe I should be a Catholic. Anyway. I don't think they're passing out dirty martinis. No. Well, you can't all have <laughs> as much class as I do. Now, Kate went in a completely different direction and married another spiritualist. Um, and he was helping her develop her medium abilities, so she started performing seances alone, since, you know, Maggie fucked off and was drinking in church or whatever. And, um, <laughs> she's, like, passed out in the back pew. <laughs> so she started performing seances alone, and now she's got new and different acts, because her husband was helping her, quote-unquote, enhance her abilities. So she started doing stuff like... Um, channeled spirit writing. So she also started summoning two ghosts at once. Oh. Oh my god. And one time she summoned Benjamin Franklin. Oh. Yeah. But here's the thing though. The spiritualist movement was gaining momentum and there was more pressure on Kate than ever. Um, This thing was so booming. People were showing up and they're like, we want to see a ghost. You make a ghost come here right now and we want to see him. Oh, someone walks out with a sheet over there. <laughs> Ooh. Boo. Yeah, no. But she was getting a lot of backlash because people wanted, like, theatrics, you know? They're, like, getting angry now. They're like, we came to this thing and we didn't even see one ghost. I like how... One we- star on Yelp. I like how when you reference old-timey people... They're always just, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, like dumb, like Appalachian, like Hicks. <laughs> Anyone that's exactly right? 1920s, that's right. That's 
That's just who I imagine is like getting pissed off that they didn't see a ghost. That's what it they sounds like to me. They paid for a show. They want a damn show. I paid a dollar. A whole you dollar. Know, it was probably like 50 cents. It was a dollar. It was? It was a dollar. Oh. That's a, that's a big ticket. It sounds like I made it up, but that one was actually Drew. That's a big ticket then. That Right. A dollar back then was a lot. Um, so Kate also started drinking like the world was fucking ending. So... Once again, I thought everyone drank like that back then. Apparently this family... Isn't that why the prohibition needed to happen? Like, I mean, yeah, because like back then, it was the answer to everything. Yeah. Which, you I had mean, a headache? Drink. I don't have health insurance, so like, same. It was, I mean, but also back then they were fucking using opium as like a cure-all for everything and like coke as a cure-all for everything. <laughs> yeah. So, Which, I mean, I don't have health insurance, so, I mean, send it my way. Um, so, let's see. In 1888, the New York World published an interview with Maggie Fox before her appearance at the New York Academy of Music, where she publicly denounced hers and her sister's medium abilities. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this was her way of showing her sister Leah the middle finger because she'd called Maggie out about her drinking problem. So, Maggie was paid $1,500 for this exclusive interview, which, uh, according to my very precise calculations, uh, let's see, uh, carry the two. Yeah, by today's standards, that's a gazillion T dollars. Shit. A gazillion T. How much was it back then? 1500 What the So, today. That's a lot of tickets. Well, I think she was paid by the No, the but New what York... I'm saying, that that's a lot. It is. Um, so, Kate was in the audience for this display and apparently signed off on the admission of it all being a hoax. Um, so the two sisters that were the most involved with mediumship apparently agreed to have it denounced. To come out and say it was a lie. Be the one closest to you that fucked you over. So... Sounds like the pressure probably got to her, and she was, like, sick of keeping up appearances, Mm -hmm. and she was just done. Also, (laughs) $1,500. That's a a lot now. Um, So, according to Smithsonian Magazine, Maggie said this about the ghostly noises heard at their childhood home. My sister Katie and myself were very young children when this horrible deception began, Maggie said. At night, when we went to bed, we used to tie an apple on a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor, or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. The sisters graduated from apple dropping to manipulating their knuckles, joints, and toes to make rapping sounds. A great many people, when they hear the rapping, imagine at once that the spirits are touching them, she explained. It is a very common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street, and I did some rappings for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair, and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder! But of course, that was pure imagination. Um, Maggie then demonstrated how she could manipulate the joints in her toes to make loud rapping sounds. And this is, like, so wild to me. Like, how can someone make their toes crack so fucking loud that it could be heard by everyone but in also an that auditorium. Much. Yeah. That's weird. Also, it it's it talked about how she could do it like in her shoes. Like 
I have she trouble fucking clown shoes that she can even manipulate I don't know. herself like I'm, that. It's so strange to me. How? Well, okay. Anything to make a dollar. Uh, I, don't, I don't get you it. You start cracking your I toes. don't want to. <laughs> Please don't make me. So, one year after this, Maggie attempted to retract this statement, claiming that her spirit guides had insisted she do so. Um... So now she's flipped her story again. Oh, hold on. Now I'm confused. She's recanting the story that she she's recanted recant- in the yep. first place? Okay. She's now saying, actually, it was all true. I'm a medium. Totally. A medium. <laughs> the best ever. Could anyone believe their bullshit? No. So the spiritualists weren't having it at all, and she was basically shunned from the community. They were like, okay, Maggie, how much Fuck have off. you had to drink today? <laughs> Shall I? I've only had ten martinis. Bye. So, Maggie was a whole ass mess, and maybe she was mad that she couldn't be a member of the super cool kids club anymore, so she started using the pseudonym Mrs. Spencer, and went around revealing a lot of the tricks they used during their performances, such as writing messages on blank slates with their teeth or feet. Maggie, yeah, uh, these bitches and their toes and shit, I can't. Maggie and Leah never reconciled, and Leah died in 1890. Kate died two years later by literally drinking herself to death, and Maggie died eight months after that. Um, I couldn't find out how she died, but it said that before her death she was drinking more than ever, so probably the same way. So the two sisters that were close died within eight months of each other, so that's sad. Um, Here's what's really fucking weird about this story. So, in 1904... This is, like, well after they were all dead. Some children were playing in the Fox sisters' childhood home, which was known locally as the Spook House, and discovered the skeletal remains of a body in the decaying wall. The bones were estimated to be about 50 years old, which perfectly lines up with the spirit that the sisters had been speaking to all those years ago. So, was it a hoax? Or not? Hmm. Hmm. The plot thickens. I did not know you have a dead body in your walls. Well, it was... I guess it was so old, like, it wouldn't smell anymore. That's crazy, though. I know, so I'm <coughs> I'm not sure. Hmm, interesting. I'm not sure. Hmm. Interesting. I'm confused. And I didn't know that about the body in the house. So when I was researching this, that was like a plot twist I didn't know. My whole life, I've known about the Fox sisters because... I've referenced this book many times on this podcast. Um, There was a book I had when I was a kid that was about ghosts. And it was really, like, informative. Scared the hell out of me. But I was obsessed with it. Because Mm -hmm. I am who I am and I can't explain why I do what I do. But So I read it a thousand times. And it mentioned the Fox sisters in there and talked about it being a hoax and, like, them cracking their toes and whatever. So that part was not included. Maybe because some people, you know, don't believe. They think it's a coincidence. And they believe so strongly that they don't even want to put in that part. But that's, like, pretty important. Maybe they could talk to spirits, but it wasn't, like, as theatrical. Yeah. And so they kind of, like... Um, 
elaborated mm-hmm. on that. Or maybe it was all fake. I have no idea. And that's the story of the Fox sisters. I just don't picture all three of them having the ability. It's a good point. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Are there twin... Not even twin, but just like sister mediums? I don't know. It's a good question. Because that's a lot of like... I don't know. Kayla could see ghosts when she was young, and it scared the shit out of her so badly that she learned how to get rid of it, but for years, she saw ghosts. Ain't that some crazy shit, though? Yeah. That I'm glad it never happened to me. I'm... You have to think about that. Like, if you have that ability, like, how fucking crazy is that to start? Like, the first time it happened? Yeah. Well, I, with Kayla, it happened... Like, it had always been happening, so it didn't... She was never scared. Like, it it got... She got scared later on when she started telling my mom about it, and my mom was like... That's not normal kind of thing. My mom, like, started telling her, like, that's not normal. That's not good. Those are ghosts. You know, like... Are you telling me Kayla could have been the next long-haired medium? I know. Pretty stupid, huh? Whatever. I know. I even... I've asked her, like, several times, like, do you ever regret it? And she's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you just think about it. You probably don't ever have a moment to yourself. Mm-mm. Ever. Probably not. And, like, you're going to the store and, like, someone's trying to cross over and, like, what do you do? You're in the shower and you're just trying to be, like, you're trying to shave your armpits and the spirit's trying to fucking talk to you and you're like, um, can I have a fucking minute, please? Yeah. So, I guess we're done. Do you want to talk about Whatever it was we agreed to talk about. What was our question? Our question... So, our obsessions... We have obsessions, but they're the same things that we've it's been... It's always obsessed. Netflix. Right, and I'm still obsessed with Star Wars. So, we're not going to bore you with the same information that we keep giving you. Um, Are you just going to watch Star Wars religiously once Disney Plus comes out? Yeah. Just all day, every day? So much Star Wars. Starting tonight. <sighs> yes. Okay, so... The question is, we decided we're going to answer a fun... Yeah, we're going to do, like, icebreaker type question. Yeah. I thought of another one when I went to go pee. Ooh. I thought of two. Okay. Because they go... It's like a two-parter. Okay. It would be if there was anyone you could have dinner with that's alive presently, oh. and then if you could have dinner with anyone that's passed. Okay. So, we'll keep that in our back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go with the, the question we yeah. are on first? So the question is, what's a scene in a movie that gives you chills? Mm-hmm. What's and yours? good or bad. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, scary, I guess. Right. Mine, mine's not scary. Mine is, am I going first? Yeah, go first. So it's a scene from Steel Magnolias that gets me every time, and... Sally Fields. Um, she has a monologue at the end of the movie. I'm assuming everyone's seen this movie. It's fucking. I've never seen it. <laughs> well, <laughs> anywho, I'm gonna give it away, but I probably won't see it because I know it's a sad movie. <laughs> oh, it's sad. So I don't. And the I part can't. I'm talking about makes me cry every time. I but her acting it. and her monologue is just so 
it's such amazing acting that it like gets me every time and it just makes me feel so many emotions. But um, anyways, it's a Dolly Dolly Parton's in it. I know Dolly Parton too. Um, but it's a movie about Julia Roberts, who is Shelby. Um, she, I believe, has type 1 diabetes, so she has just got, like, health problems and stuff like that, and, um, she chooses to have a baby even though she shouldn't, so she ends up dying, and it's kind of just how, like, she's raised by, like, all these different important women in her life. I feel like I'm giving a horrible synopsis, but anyways, um, at the end when she does pass, Sally Field gives this, like, amazing monologue. I can jog all the way to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. She never could. God, I'm so mad. I don't know what to do. I want to know why. I want to know why Shelby's life is over. I want to know how that baby will ever know how wonderful his mother was. Will he ever know what she went through for him? Oh, God, I want to know why. Why? Lord, I wish I could understand. No. 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 It's not supposed to happen this way. I'm supposed to go first. I've always been ready to go first. I don't think I can take this. I don't think I can take this. I just want to hit somebody until they feel as bad as I do. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. But, like, just her acting in it and just, like, how much emotion she had, it makes me cry every time and it just... It's what I feel like one of the most like powerful scenes, and then you will cry every time. I don't need any more reasons to cry. I love crying, so I'm like, bring it on. No, I love crying. I hate crying. <clears throat> we both do it all the time, but I hate it. I hate that I mean, that happens. I guess it'll you change your mind every week. I know, which is a Libra trait. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'm both. Okay. Okay. Well, I have two answers to that question because I thought of one. I wanted to I, I wanted to honor Dolly Parton by doing a Dolly Parton scene. Um, so my favorite Dolly movie is The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which is a musical. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the ones that I love. It's funny because you keep saying I hate musicals and then you're like, oh. Except for this one. But I like Except this for this one. Oh, well, I mean. Okay. So the scene where she sings. Dolly Parton and why can't I, uh, Burt yes. Reynolds. Yes. There we go. The part that where she sings I Will Always Love You to Burt Reynolds. Holy fuck. By the way, I'm hoping everyone knows that that's not Whitney's song. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping you everyone You better know that. that. You better. I mean, they're both wonderful versions. Yeah. But Dolly's. Well, and the whole out. reason why she wrote that song to begin with is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, and then there's a scene in Swing Time, which is also a musical. Um, I don't like musicals. <laughs> but both of mine are songs for musicals. It's the scene in Swing Time where Fred Astaire sings The Way You Look Tonight to Ginger Rogers, and I... Oh, my God. Do you know that's what I want is my wedding song? I've wanted... The Way You Look Tonight is my, like, first dance song for as long as I can remember. Use the Fred Astaire version. I think I was going to, because you know how everyone's, like, redone it? 
Everyone's redone it. Everyone's redone it. I mean, the most famous one is the Frank Sinatra I was version. Say it's but a good version. Fred? Okay, everyone talks about Fred's dancing abilities, which they are the yeah. best. If you come at me with Gene Kelly's better, I'll punch you in the face. Um, but his voice is like one of my favorite singing voices of all time. I've always wanted that as my wedding song. I ref- I'm, if I got married, I'm not even going to say what my wedding song is because I don't want anyone to rip me off. My All of my top choices have always been used. So, yeah. It's either that or, even though it's actually not a really I'll tell you once we're not, song, once we're not rolling. Um, but, um. <laughs> it's not romantic? Why would? No, it's romantic. It, but when you listen to the lyrics, it's actually not, um, like surface level it is. Lana Del Rey. Young and is it young and beautiful? Right? Shit. Am I getting my songs right? Like if you actually like really, really like look at the lyrics, it's, it's not actually like, really sad. Yeah. But like I mean, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> or I wanted the song from Tangled. Um, when I see the light <gasps> or something like That's that. Cute. It makes me cry every time I watch it. But I was like, Can I have a Disney song as my first? No, I can't. Disney song. Is yours? <laughs> I guess we can have Rick cut it. Yeah. Um, um, what were your other questions? Oh, you want to keep going? Yeah. Oh. Um, do you want to do the, if you could have dinner with somebody? Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, you do someone alive and then someone that's passed. Um, and try not to cry. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to, you're right. I'm probably. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first because I have my dead. I don't have my alive. Um, my alive is Debbie Mazur. Mazur? Mazur? I, whatever. Um, I think she is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, and I'm slightly obsessed with her. Um, also just because I feel like her aesthetic and my aesthetic are very similar. Um, and also because she was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Goodfellas. And she was also in Friends for a hot second, so hello. Um, and... I love her and her husband. They used to have a cooking show on the cooking channel. And I just picture me eating dinner at their house in their, like, villa in Tuscany and us, like, talking about fashion designers. Like, Zach Posen is, like, one of her, like, best friends. So I would just love to have dinner with her. I think she's fabulous and so pretty. Um, Someone that has passed... This is going to sound so cliche, but only because I feel like... It'd have to be Marilyn, for sure. Because I feel like she got, I feel like she got such a bad rap towards the Mm -hmm. end that, like, I would really want to just get to know her in a very low-key setting. Mm -hmm. Like, something just, like, at, I I, I like how I'm going to be like, oh, at her house, we'll just have dinner at her house. But, like, something very, like, low-key and... I really want to know. I feel like Joe DiMaggio was the true love of her life, and I really want to know if that's true or not. I think he was. They just can't make it work. Well, he also had horrible anger issues. The thing is, is that when you get older, one of the hardest lessons that you learn is love is not enough. Yeah. And that sucks because when you're young, and I know you probably are like me in this way, where we 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 um. 
we love romance and we love love mm-hmm. and we had like fairy tale ideals mm-hmm. about like love can conquer everything and as long as you love each other like it can't though and that's just not true because compatibility is a thing and timing's a thing mm-hmm. and you know someone timing being ready is very very important when it comes to love right timing is i think one of the most important things so you know it's the same thing with like like i'm obsessed with elizabeth taylor mm-hmm. and richard burton and you know they got married twice mm-hmm. and apparently they were even maybe planning to get back together again when he died but they had trouble you know they had a lot of trouble I think the greatest loves sometimes just don't work out, and it's just, mm-hmm. I think... It's devastating. But then that makes it worse, because then you chase that with everybody, hoping that you're going to get that same feeling, and it's the and highest high that you'll never get again. Mm-hmm. And sad. another thing is, is, like, if you're that in love with... Some, there's, like, there's a certain type of, like, love that's toxic because it's too big Mm -hmm. you shouldn't love someone that much it's not even really love that's like the wrong term no it's it's infatuation or whatever and they can go hand in hand it's like a drug it's totally you can't get enough and then once and when you get hurt by that person Mm -hmm. you you have to like die and come back from that like it's the most painful situation you can be in because that person has the capacity to hurt you in a way that no one else could get you to that level Mm -hmm. so that's my tangent about that so yeah (laughs) Marilyn (laughs) I think a lot about um famous people and like who the love of their life was so I I think a lot of people aren't with their greatest love Mm -hmm. which makes things worse Especially in, like, the public eye. Mm-hmm. That's sad. It's very sad. Everything is trash and then you die. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a pessimist, like, at all. Um, You're... I feel like... I feel like as much as you would want to be, like, a romantic and be like, oh my god, like, everything's gonna be great and, like, you want to see the good in people, you're also a realist. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to have equal parts. You have to. Because really if not, then do. you're just fucking living in the clouds. Exactly, and, and you're going to get hurt You're not going to understand that life is shitty. Your expectations are too high, and yeah. you'll never be satisfied, and everyone's going to hurt you. Um, also, this, I'm going to try not to go on a tangent. I would ask Marilyn how she died. I'm pretty sure I know, and we're never going to do an episode about it because it upsets me so much, but that's what I would ask her. How do you think it happened? I think... Bobby killed her. Or, well, not with his own bare hands, but he sent his goons because she was going to go public. And I think the way that she was killed is the most fucked up way I've ever heard of anyone being killed. And I I watched a documentary about it that was, it's kind of like a on the DL documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. It's really, really good, but I sobbed. I sobbed my eyes out. Do you think she loved him? Or do you think he just saw her as, like, a good time? I mean, he definitely saw her as a good time. I think a lot of these politicians are just... Trash? Trash. I think they're so laser-focused on their careers, they don't care about anybody else. Um, I don't know if she loved him, but she definitely was super into him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So that's all I'm going to say about that for now. But in a weird way, she was a tortured soul. Do you think, like, not saying, like, do you think in a weird way it was, like, a good out, not a good out for her, but, like. Like, she finally wasn't suffering anymore. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was, like, trying to figure out how to say it she had a, like... She had a hard, sad life. Yeah. She was a sad person. And I think that's the classic, like, you have so many people around you, but yet you're still the loneliest yeah. person. Super, yeah. And no one understood her. Mm-mm. She was a Gemini. She had a Scorpio, Scorpio moon. So we had, like, we have a couple signs in common in different placements. But, I mean, she... You could definitely see her being a Gemini because she had the persona that everyone saw and then the real her. Mm-hmm. So, two sides. Um, Your turn. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> my alive person, I think, would be Stevie Nicks. Okay, that's a good one. It's really tough because we've got some other contenders there. We've got Dolly. We've got Cher. I think if I met Dolly, I would literally just cry. Oh, I would. Yeah. Like, I think I would just cry. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I feel like I could keep it contained. But to me, Dolly is, like, not even a person. She's, like, a whole, like, I don't even know. Yeah, she's, like, a force of nature. She she's is. She's bigger than. She's, she's larger than life. Yes. As totally. her little said. It's, um... Stevie would be good, though. Stevie is super interesting. I can um, just picture you guys being in, like, a very dark room with, like, some red wine or just chatting it up. Bunch of candles lit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You would have to buy that really fancy little shawl that you want. Oh, God. <laughs> I was looking at the again yesterday. <laughs> You're all Etsy. Do I'm you like, do quad paint? I want it, right? I'm like, how many paintings? Give it... Um, do you want her to sing for you? Okay, so those scenes in American Horror Story where she's, like, singing, like, in just that into... I'm hysterically crying. So, uh, y- yes, but... She has such a beautiful voice. I'm but obsessed But it's not, like, her. a traditionally beautiful voice. But I'm obsessed with everything that's not traditional. Yeah, that is true. But I think because it's not, it's so um encompassing in a weird way that, like... It, like, grabs you. Yeah. It's so unique. It's, like, on a different level. It's in. A, it's like she exists on a different mm-hmm. astral plane. She's just... She's a goddess. She's there not even certain, a human being. There are certain people that are literally their own entity. Yeah. Dolly being one of them. Steve Absolutely. I think Cher is one of them. T- definitely. I fucking love Cher so much. I... <laughs> What? Well, you love her tweets? We all love her tweets. No, I, like, remember sobbing during Mamma Mia because she was on. I, I was like, I, I love you. Mama her Mia. and Andy Garcia were singing to each other. I don't know. I love it. No musicals. Who um, is your, um, the one that has passed, even though I'm pretty sure? Oh, you have a guess? Well, I don't know. There's quite a few. I know. It's fucking tough. Who you got? Who'd, who'd you pick? There's three. There's three that I'm really having trouble. Okay, say your three and then elaborate on one. Okay. My three are Mae West. 
Oh, I could see that. Myla Nurmi. Oh. Carrie Fisher. Elaborate on the one that's not going to make you cry. Oof. Um. <sighs> Unless you want to cry on the podcast. I don't want to cry on the podcast. <laughs> There's always a first for everything. Um. If I talk about Carrie, I will cry. So I, I can't. Figured. So I'm going to talk about Mae West. I just watched another one of her movies the other night. Another one whose personality was like, like an entity almost. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Just. And her one-liners. Her, yeah. She sucks up all the air in a room. She's. Oh, first of all, she never got married. She loved men though. She, she got any man she wanted. She was untouchable. Like, you could not break her heart. She. Just like, oh, we'll get another one. Like, mm-hmm. just there, you know. Oh, th- this one's expired. <laughs> you know? And she made Cary Grant's career. Um, He would have been nothing without her. Brilliant. A Leo. Another one of my favorite Leos. I, I'm just obsessed with I'm just obsessed with her. I just can't. I've, I've read her autobiography. It's fucking fantastic. Highly recommend it. Um, if you want to see a Mae West film, go see I'm No Angel. It's in my top three favorite films of all time. She's fascinating. I want to know where she got her confidence from, like, what sort of mantras she told herself, you know, where does she get her ambition? How does it work? I just want to ask her, mm-hmm. like, 10 million questions. How do I just copy you? <laughs> How do I be mini Mae West? Like, please help me. Mm-hmm. I I could talk to her forever. She's brilliant. She had all the tags cut out of her clothes, so she never knew what size she was. And no one else knew either. I like um, Also, she always wore corsets. Um, if I could afford it, I would. So I'll stick to my cheeky little always trainers. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon Prime, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, lead in it and are going to kill me, but it's fine. Oh, well. It's only surface area. It's fine. So, I love Mae West forever. I think she's the greatest actress of all time. And I love her. Yeah. The end. Good. And I didn't cry. You didn't. No one cried on this podcast today. No. So it's a win. <laughs> so are we done? I is think that, we're done. Is that all your questions? Yeah. I guess that's it for us this week. But we'll see you next Thursday. If you miss us in the meantime, remember, we're always with you in spirit. And we love you. To death. To death. To death. Hey guys, this is Lisa Monahan. And this is Andy Claude Filter. And we are the hosts of 90s Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things for the 90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases and you vote online to say who wins. Twister versus Independence Day? Twister, obviously. Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins? Nirvana, duh. Bubble Jug versus Doritos 3D? That's a hard pass, neither. Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts.